Have you ever experienced spiritual warfare or maybe a stronghold in your life? Have you ever encountered the enemy more times than you want and maybe felt like you couldn't overcome something? Sister, if you've been a Christian for longer than a day, (laughs) you'd probably have experienced either one or all of these. And let me tell you, sister, today I have a special treat because there is a way to conquer. There is a way to defeat the enemy, to conquer, to win in the spiritual warfare, and to break free from that stronghold or the multiple strongholds in your life. Sister, I have amazing news for you because today I have an extra special guest with me. Her name is Stephanie Gass. Stephanie Gass has been on my show before. If you have been around long enough, I had a season two where I had her on. In fact, she was my last guest of season two on episode number 80. Today, she is going to be talking to you about her amazing seven-step spiritual battle plan to defeat the enemy, strongholds, and spiritual warfare through Psalm chapter 18. She's going to share with you her story and what inspired this time with God that she had and this revelation of a scripture and all the steps that are in it. Sister, this is such an honor to have her in my show. You have no idea, okay? I will start telling you that she is a very special person in my life. Personally, she is a mentor for me. She is my coach. I'm going to tell you a little bit more in the episode, so hold on tight because it's coming. All right, sister. Right now, I just want to share with you another review, and this review comes from Lindsay Nicole. She says, love this podcast and gave five stars. Thank you, Lindsay. She says, thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. I love your truth and transparency. What a gift to speak right to perfectionism in a way that hit my heart in all the right places. Keep it coming. Lindsay, I am so encouraged that you were encouraged by that episode and by the podcast. Thank you for your review. All right, sister, without further ado, let's get started. Are you so busy and overwhelmed that you can't get enough time to connect with God? Are distractions robbing you of your time with Jesus? Is your motivation to spend time in the Word just not what it used to be? Do you want to be more consistent in your personal Bible study? Welcome home, sister. I'm Rosie, a mom, wife, teacher, and devoted disciple of Jesus. And like you, I struggled to stay consistent with my Bible study. When life got busy, I felt so overwhelmed that spending time in God's Word was no longer a priority. In my hardest seasons of life, my motivation to be in the Bible grew weak. I lost my convictions and walked away from God. But by His grace, my faith was restored and with a conviction to never take God's Word for granted again. If you're tired of letting the enemy steal away your time, energy, focus, and motivation, then sister, this podcast is for you. So go reheat your coffee, dust off your journal and Bible, and get ready to take back your time. Hey, Stephanie, welcome to the show. It's good to have you back again. Why don't you start by introducing yourself? Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, I'm Steph Gass, and I live in New Mexico. I've got two little boys, and I am an online business coach for women of faith, and I really help women get clear on what they're called to do in business and then start a podcast as a way of growing an audience and then finally make money through either coaching or building an online course. And then some fun facts. I'm obsessed with coffee unapologetically. Love it. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's kind of me in a nutshell. 
Awesome. I'm super excited that we're going to be talking about um, this very important topic, the seven step spiritual battle plan to defeat the enemy, spiritual warfare and strongholds from Psalms 18. Mm -hmm. I know that when I listened to your episode, it was like, I, I mean, I was in my car. I remember I listened, I was in my car and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have a notebook. I need to, there's, I got to write this down. This is like rich. And so I'm so grateful. I know at the end, you're going to provide a link there to um, to something that the sisters here that are listening can can get their hands on. But yes. um, it's just so good to have uh, this experience. I've had this experience to hear you talk about this. And now I wanted to bring you on to the show so that you can share it with my listeners. Um, so well, well, without further ado, we're going to get started. I wanted to ask you, what is spiritual warfare? Sure. So I think spiritual warfare, you know, the Bible talks about the enemy being here to kill steal and destroy. Right. And so we are on this side of heaven and we are constantly going through war zone and that's biblical. And so we have to understand that the opposition that we face, whether super small stuff all the way down, you know, not to glorify the enemy in this conversation, but to also recognize like he ain't dumb. And he realizes where our weaknesses lie where our mindset might be off, where we're focused on the wrong things. And those are the things that he's going to amplify. So sometimes it's small stuff. And then other, so that can sometimes be the little things we overlook that we're dealing with. Like, have you ever noticed when one thing goes wrong, it seems like three or four or five things go wrong. And we seem to get fixated on those things that are going wrong and we're quickly derailed. Those are small things that might be coming up against you that you might need to actually battle against so that we don't just keep going with that negative flow. The other thing can literally be beyond you. So there's also really big spiritual warfare attacks. And I'm not just saying this because I've heard of it. I'm saying it because I've experienced them. So as a child, I went through a lot of spiritual warfare where I actually had, um, these awful nightmare attacks that were very vivid. Like my house would burn on fire or my mom would disappear and I would be alone as a child. Like they were awful. And there was no way I was making this up. My parents thought I was crazy. Put me in therapy. They were sure that I was like internalizing some crazy trauma or something. And it wasn't any of that. Now that I'm older, I know that, you know, if the enemy could have attacked me as a child and gotten me to this really bad place, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And so we also have to recognize that sometimes spiritual warfare is it's so big and it's coming up and it's being thrown at you to completely get you to sit down, be quiet, stay stuck, stay small, or completely give up on everything. And so it kind of has this big range and we can label it different things. Some of us call it spiritual warfare. You may call it um, a stronghold in your life, like an addiction or something that you can't seem to turn from. It may look like an idol in your life. And we have to start getting really honest with our verbiage too. Like, has this become an idol? Start asking yourself questions because sometimes it is. And the beauty of when we're able to label something as either warfare or an attack or a stronghold or an addiction or any of it is that now we have this tangible thing that we can then hand to God, which is exactly what kind of happened as that brought this seven steps to pass. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you you mentioned about your childhood, maybe as an adult, perhaps, or more recently. Um, tell us a little bit more about maybe some experience. How, how have you how else have you experienced spiritual warfare? Yeah. So one recently that actually bo- like brought to pass this seven steps was um technology with my kids. And so my son had actually been, I had all the protections on the iPad, right? Like, so I thought. 
He's on YouTube, innocently looking up a song that he had heard. We had played for him, which led to this other thing, which led to an ad, which led to this thing popping, popping up. And he saw a few inappropriate videos. And um, this had gone on for probably a week before we were made aware of this. And what I realized after talking to my son, who at the time was not even nine yet. And so after talking to my son, realized like, who told, like, we thought, of course, I went into like, who showed you these things? And how did you know to like land here? And you know what he said to me? He said, the devil tricked me. I said, Mm. excuse me, what do you mean? And he said, I just looked up the song and we followed his trail in the history. And it's exactly what he said. He looked up the song, which led to the other thing, which led to the next video, which led to the next thing. And then he clicked on this next. And it was, you know, of course we're human and our curiosity is going to creep up. And so I had two choices and the choices were to crumble, which I wanted to do, you know, like you want to crumble. That's your worst Mm -hmm. fear as a parent coming true before your eyes. And you can easily spiral on that. And my other option was to allow God to redeem this and to use this as a lesson and a way for him to, to grow through this for me as a parent to grow through this. And so what I ended up doing is, you know, I went to battle for my son and I went to battle because what happened is how come there was some availability here for this thing to happen? And that's where we're at. And so I was reading in scripture and I was feeling like a failure as a parent and struggling to understand why this happened when I felt like I had done everything right. And I had already talked to them about if they saw certain things, what to do about that, you know, and God brought me to, uh, Psalms chapter 18, one of my mornings. And I sat there in the word. And as I started writing, Holy spirit just took the pen and I started to circle things and write things down. And I recognized that there were seven clear steps that were in this chapter. And I went, oh my gosh, God is giving me the seven steps to overcoming these battles that I have to step into because this will not be the last time that I go to battle for my son. This won't be the last time that I have to go to battle in my life. There's going to be a lot of these, but guess what, sweet daughter, here is the roadmap. And so I ended up taking the seven steps. I applied them to my own life. Such a beautiful outcome of what happened with my son. It's just been amazing how God's used that. But secondly, he asked me to share it with my community. So I did, and I made a workbook and I shared it with everyone. And I've been asked to share it on lots of other platforms as well. And that's how this seven-step battle plan was born. Wow, that's amazing. Especially, you know, when it comes to our kids, I think that's, it's really scary when something like that happened, me being a mom as well. So um, I think it's awesome. And just how God has spoken to you. And uh, well, we'd love to know uh, what are these steps? What are the what what are the steps to your seven step spiritual battle plan? Sure. So I'm going to go through and just, you know, wave at me if you want to say anything as I go through the steps. So the very first step comes from Psalms chapter 18, verse three through five. So it says, I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. The ropes of death entangled me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me and death laid a trap in my path. So step one is to see the enemy attack. Step one, you must see it. Like I said before, we have to tactically, tangibly see that this is an enemy attack. We cannot live in Lala land with our head buried in the sand. I am being attacked right now and I am unavailable for that. So here's what these key pieces are that are here in this verse. The questions to ask yourself are, who are my enemies or what are my enemies? 
Um, it says the ropes of destruction. So what are the things trying to trap you? What's trying to grab you? What's trying to hold you back right now? What are the floods of destruction coming against you? What are you dealing with? And you got to look small. Sometimes you got to look micro to find some of the clues. And then the next last thing was it said trap. There was a trap in my path. So look around, open our eyes and start to see the enemy attack. That's step one. Okay. So then step two, once we see something and this can be anything like, oh my gosh, maybe I do have a problem with that. Or maybe I've been trapped by comparison or maybe I'm idolizing my phone. Maybe I'm addicted to my phone. Maybe you have another addiction in your life. Maybe it's that your spouse and you have grown far apart and something is happening in the, like what is going on that you have this, it's a rope of destruction. It's a flood. It's a trap something, or it can be an enemy that can be a thing, whatever. Right. So you've got to be aware of it. And then we're going to step two: call on God. So Psalms eight, Psalm 18, three says, I called on the Lord. And then Psalm 18, six says in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. If that is not such a beautiful promise, the promise is he heard me in his sanctuary and it reached his ears. But in order for him to hear me, what did he have to do? He had to, and this is David, by the way, he had to cry out to the Lord. We hear that twice in just three verses apart. I cried out. I cried out. So once you notice the thing that you are up against, grab it bring it to the Lord and cry out to him for help. So you can pray, you can journal it out if you need to. One of my tips as I was really um, getting comfortable with my prayer life was I would go in my car alone and I would drive either to the store or even just to the mailbox or wherever. And I would practice really audacious prayer. So how can you get really there's no one around. So go ahead and get uncomfortable. And then I would look at my phone like, oh no, did I call someone and they're hearing me scream my prayers right now? No, no one can hear you except the Lord. Cause it said I cried out. And so I took that seriously. And I started taking my prayer life, especially when I am in battle, when you are in battle, do you whisper? Are you meek? Are you hiding? Like there are moments for those types of prayer, right? Of course. But when I am in battle, for my family, for my son, for my business, for our health, for healing, for whatever it is, get out of my way. I think we don't recognize that we have authority over the enemy because you are in Christ Jesus. You have authority over the enemy. Now, if you're going to have authority over something, are you to be meek and mild? No, you are to cry out. So if that hasn't been your experience thus far, get in that headspace. And it feels a little strange at first, but you will feel an unlocking when you go there. And you know what else I felt when I went there? I felt all of that oppression leave. I felt the oppression leave my house. I felt it leave my, whatever that attack was on my son. I have felt it go because I have authority. And so do you. So Stephanie, I wanted to really um, emphasize this because uh, when you're, when you were saying this about crying out and really like, like I just pictured someone yelling, but like, it's not, of course you can, if you want to, but I I was remembering a moment for me, um, many moments, but moments for me where 
I would be on my knees more than one moment on my knees. And I know that you don't have to be on your knees, but for me, this helps me so much. Maybe just a little, um, a little bonus tip for, for my sisters listening here, because, you know, being on your knees puts you in this posture of just, I am helpless without you, God. And so Mm -hmm. just a little bonus here, because I, I believe what you're sharing is, oh my goodness, like so amazing and so true. And when I've been on my knees and done that, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's transforming. It's transforming to my faith It's transforming it. I come out of that prayer going, I'm ready, like strong. And just because Mm -hmm. I have submitted to Mm -hmm. God completely. And I have, I have just, you know, cried and just been honest and just been so vulnerable. It's just a state of being so vulnerable. So thank you for sharing that. that. I just wanted to add to that because it is so important that we take time to do that, especially when we're going or our family members or friends are going through something Mm -hmm. um, difficult. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for that tip. So then after we have cried out and asked God for help, Step three from this story in Psalms comes from Psalm, Psalm chapter 1814. And that says, so the Lord thundered from heaven. You got to read this whole thing. Read from um, Psalms chapter 18, seven through 14 to get like this beautiful visual, but the Lord thundered from heaven. Okay. Then, so he basically comes down on David's behalf and it says he shot his arrows and scattered David's enemies great bolts of lightning flashed and they were confused. Okay. And then we go on, uh, now verses 16 through 24, he reached down. So God reached down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of the deep waters. He rescued me from my enemies, from those who hated me. And they were too strong for me. They attacked me at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. He led me to a place of safety And he rescued me because he delights in me and is rewarding me for doing right. So the Lord comes down and fights on David's and our behalf. And what happened when he came down and fought? He didn't defeat the enemies. I think this is interesting here in the story. He didn't defeat the enemy for David. Okay. He, what did he do? Confused them. He scattered them. So there's a reason that he did this. So he came down and weakened the enemy, right? The stronghold, the attack, the addiction, the thing, the idol that was coming against you, because does he ever give us a temptation that we cannot overcome? Never. So he had to, he weakened what he was up against. Okay. So in this step, step three, my homework in the workbook, which I'll share with you guys in a while here is to list all the ways that God is helping you. And how do you feel knowing that God goes before you in this thing that you're up against? You know, like you mentioned earlier, you can't beat this alone and being in this posture of surrender. Now, I think there's a beautiful partnership between being surrendered and fully trusting, but rising into your authority too, right? And going, I believe God that you are going to to help me defeat this. I believe Lord that we together are going to overcome this, but I can't do it without you. But I know that you've equipped me to overcome this, right? Because you have that Holy Spirit inside of you. So you're in partnership with God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's step three. So now step four is where it gets really interesting. I just thought I'll pray and God will handle this. Okay. Well, maybe sometimes, but sometimes no, sometimes God is teaching you your own strength and he is helping you rise into everything you're meant to be because you're meant to fight too. 
So step four says you then get equipped by God, get equipped by God. This is verses 32 through 36. So this says, God arms me with strength. He, he make, makes my way perfect, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm and he gives me a shield of victory. Your right hand supports me and your help makes me great. You've made a wide path to keep me from slipping. So God, in essence here, he's arming you. He's making your way. He's making sure you're sure-footed, training your hands and supporting you. It sounds like God expects you to meet him in this battle. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think this is Mm -hmm. where so many of us as Christians and believers, we get it wrong. We say, well, I prayed. Okay. But did you fight? Did you rise into your authority? Did you, you know, so after this happened with my son, I was in this place of surrender and trust. And I get to the step and actually had a call with somebody who's, you know, a spiritual mentor to me too. And she said, well, have you fought? Like, have you really dug in and taken this territory back? And I said, I don't know. I don't think so. And she's like, oh, you would know. And I said, I don't think I have. And I felt this big conviction rising. And when I got done talking to her, I just like, I went to battle. It was in my house alone. And I told the enemy what was up. I reminded him who Jesus Christ is and that I am by the power of the Holy Spirit, casting him away from my son, from my family. We have, we are absolutely unavailable. This home is unavailable the life, the entire life of my children, right? Where they're going, their careers, their marriages, nothing is available to be touched. And I just fully got into it. And it was, I was yelling. I was fully in this emotional spirit forward place of telling the enemy where to go. And I just knew that it was completely broken, whatever was going on. And it still happened. That's great. Cause we learned so much from it, but I was going to stop that in, in its tracks. And so I was equipped but I still had to rise into this place. And I had never really done that before. And it taught me that I, I think one of the lies of the enemy is that you're not supposed to do that. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to get equipped by God and then step five, go to battle. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be quiet and whisper your prayers, which we are to do, but we're also to rise up. So here in step five, it says, go to battle. And this is verse 37 and 38. And that says, So this is David now. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I struck them down. They could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. He had to chase the enemies. He had to catch them. He had to go and go and go until they were conquered. He had to strike them down. Mm. But God weakened them enough to allow David to win. So the beautiful thing here is don't be afraid of going into battle. Don't be afraid of stepping into this. I mean, we are dealing with, you know, principalities and things that we don't understand. We can't even see them. And so we have to go into this place that maybe we're intimidated. Maybe we're afraid of retaliation. But what we're told here in this chapter is that we don't need to be. That God's going to not only weaken, but he's going to equip us. And then he's going to the last step, step six, or we have two more. So step six is to receive God's victory and anointing. So you're going to be victorious. It's Mm -hmm. already promised. So in verse 43, 
David says, you gave me victory over my accusers and you appointed me ruler over nations. I think this one just stops me every time because not only did he get victory, so he won, you know, he, he escaped, he evaded, he did it. It's amazing. That stronghold was broken. He was free. But then God redeemed the fact that he even had to go to battle and said, here, be ruler over nations. He received blessing through his obedience. Mm, amen. I, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like how good is our God to not only help us win, be beside us in the battle, promise that we'll be victorious, but then we get blessed. Like it's so who he is. It's just the love and the, the giving nature of our God that we serve. So in step six, you know, one of my workbook prompts is how has God blessed you through this process and to share your gratitude and joy with the Lord, you know, with this story, with my son, after it just brought up so many fantastic conversations about, you know, we say, and we can decide that we're not going to do things. Like I know that, you know, if I see an inappropriate dress person, I won't look at that or someone not dressed at all. I'm not, but when we're faced with the decision, it's so difficult, right. To do what we said we would do in the moment. And it taught him a beautiful lifelong lesson at almost nine years old about how we have to pause and pray and see God in the moments of temptation. And so it was so beautiful. And he's already had other things come up where he's been like, you know, absolutely not. Like I'm not available for that because he's already had the lesson. And so that's who God is like the blessing on the things that we have to walk through. It's, it's so beautiful. So the last step, step seven is from Psalm 1849. And it says, for this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. So it's to praise God and give him glory. I think the best thing we can do when we walk through these battles and we come out the other side, whatever it is, healed or restored or it's something with your kids or something with a spouse or something with a parent or something internal and addiction that you overcome part of part of being able to really receive the blessing is to share it because that allows you to bring glory to what God's done in your life. And yeah. you are the hands and feet and you are the light and you are the salt and your stories are what go out into the world and touch other people's hearts. And so Seven is praise God and give him glory. And then that, my friend, walks you through to victory in all of these battles that you face. And I do have to say some of these seven steps you can get through in a day. Maybe it's a small thing that you're going through, but some of the larger ones you're going through, take this workbook, take the seven steps. And even if it takes you a while, maybe it takes a few years. I don't know. You and God are going to walk this together. But the seven mm. steps are clear here and it's not our timeline. It's God's timeline for your life. But what we know to be true is that victory is promised. Amen. Wow, Stephanie, thank you so much for that. Uh, where where can the audience, uh, where can my audience get a copy of this workbook, by the way? Yes, it's stephaniegass.com slash battle plan. Stephanie Gass, and that's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S.com slash battle plan. Thank and it's you. free. Just Totally free workbook for you guys to print and read Psalm chapter 18 completely before I would read it once before and then go through it with the workbook. 
Yeah, for sure. I downloaded it. I have it. <laughs> I yes, love it. Good, good. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And I, I love I love this uh, because in, in my the women that listen to my show, um, especially lately, if ladies, if you don't uh, know, Stephanie is my coach and mentor um, as she, of course, with the help, number one of God, but also um, Stephanie and her guidance. She is my coach and mentor for this podcast. And it has been um, already just such an amazing experience because I've been able to just uh, hear from God, you know, get the guidance to hear from God to shift this show recently in, into a different, a little bit of a different direction. It was already heading there. And um, now, as, as my listeners are are women who, as you know, Stephanie, are women that are um, seeking to really spend more time in the word, but don't have a lot of time. And so um, I'm grateful to you, Stephanie, for for that guidance, because I, I believe that God is using you so powerfully for, to many women. She is an, also an, a business coach as well to Christian women, um, online business coach. And so I'm grateful. But the thing that I love about Stephanie, ladies, is that she, number one, she always puts God first before anything else. And she her business is directed completely by God. And you can see that she doesn't just say it. You can see it. I've seen it being in her program just in the last over a month already. I've seen it firsthand. And, um, and so I wanted you to be on my show, Stephanie, because I know that I, you bring so much of that um, spiritual encouragement to me personally, and to all the women that you coach. So yeah, thank yeah. you for that. Thank you so much. And I know that there is at least one woman or more currently going through some kind of very difficult circumstance or in a difficult battle right now. And I think the spirit is just leading me to ask you to maybe just say a little prayer for them right now before we end. I would love to. And before you start the prayer though, I would love to, if you could just tell the women, where can they connect with you? Sure. So I have a podcast called online business for Christian women, and you guys can come listen to that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, You can find all the links at stephaniegas.com. And come connect with me over there. I've got freebies and all the fun stuff for you. If you are interested in figuring out what you're called to do or learning how to grow your business or potentially starting a podcast. So thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. Let's pray. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Lord, we just stand before you in just complete awe awe of your goodness and your deliverance and your redemption. We thank you now for whatever has come to mind that we are dealing with as believers? What is the stronghold? What is the idol? What is the thing? What are we addicted to? What are we obsessed with? What is the thing or what is the enemy throwing at us that we know Lord that we need to overcome? I pray for clarity over that right now for everyone listening. And I just ask that we would come to you in full surrender and trust and obedience and lay it at the feet of Jesus, that we would come to you in our humility and in our belief that you can do anything that with you, we are strong enough to overcome and to defeat these things of this world, Lord. And I just pray that you would give us a supernatural anointing and strength and confidence to fight whatever this battle is that we are up against, that we would lean into this promise from Psalms chapter 18 and where it is truth over our lives that we would have a deep seated belief that the only truth that we need to lean on is your word and that your word directs us with exactly 
how to find freedom from this thing that we are facing. We are so grateful for that. We believe in you. We love you so much. And we just, I just ask for everyone listening that by the blood of Jesus, they would find that strength and that cleansing and that freedom and that beautiful redemption story that's on the other side of this battle that they're in, Lord, because each and everything is a lesson and it's a way for us to grow stronger, for us to persevere, for us to get more patience and for us to ultimately become the people that you've called us to be. We love you. We trust you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Stephanie. Hey, sister, did this episode encourage or bless you in some way? Well, if it did, then I invite you to share it with a friend. Also, I want to invite you to join me in my free online Facebook community called The Intentional Christian Woman. There is an amazing sisterhood that is growing, that encourages each other, that prays for one another, and I really want to connect with you there. Lastly, sister, if you haven't done so, I would invite you to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the way that I know this show is blessing you. Sister, once again, thank you for joining me today. I love you. Know that you're on my heart and I'm praying for you. And I will see you in the next one.